Are you not entertained? Thoughts by DeVille Dia, the podcast. Are you ready to get into the mind of DeVille Dia? Yeah. Are you ready to dive into the thoughts of DeVille Dia? Yeah. Let's do this without further ado. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to your favorite podcast, Thoughts about the VLDI, the podcast. Today, I have another very special guest with me here today, uh, fitness expert and author, Coach E. Kong. Coach E. Kong, say what's up to the people. Hey, what's going on, y'all? Man, uh, very excited uh, to have you here with me today, man. Uh, First of all, I want to start off by saying thank you for accepting you know the, the the invite to be a part of this show oh no i appreciate you man uh thanks so much for reaching out um you know like i said it's uh it's a it's an honor because i i kind of you know checked out you know a lot of your your content and it just uh your the diversity of of information you're you're giving out is, is awesome so glad to be a part of it i appreciate that so let's just go ahead and get into it so first and foremost um currently you're in texas are you originally from Texas? Yeah. Um, so I was um I was born in, in Dallas. Um I currently reside in Dallas, born in Dallas, raised in Garland, Texas. Uh for those people in Texas, kinda a suburb out right outside of Dallas. Um and you know, I kinda I always call that pretty much my home because we kinda left uh left Dallas when I was young and my adult life was like Garland, Texas. So I, I rep Garland, you know what I'm saying, when when I talk about my hometown. Yeah. So what what was uh what was life like growing up in Texas? Because you know people have that whole uh, stereotype, that stigma. It's all <laughs> horses and cowboy hats and boots. Like, is it like that, or what's or what's yeah. it like in Texas? You know, it's it's the craziest thing because you know, you know, what one of my guilty pleasures is, or used to be, not so much now because I'm I'm more busy now. But one of my guilty pleasures was reality shows. Mm-hmm. And it it would always bother me from like I don't care if it's American Idol to like your you know your hip hop Atlanta or your hip hop shows like uh, when they visit uh, you know Dallas or or any any like city around the the metroplex it's like they always go to Fort Worth and <laughs> for those people familiar with Dallas like Fort Worth is pretty much your cowboy hat boots and again nothing you know no offense to my Fort Worth people but. It, it represents your more cowboy country mm-hmm. side where if you never knew about, you know what I'm saying, Texas, you would, you would feel like it's it's not just as lit as Houston or, you know what I'm saying, any other state. So, uh, so yeah, I, I would say, I mean, you know, in, in terms of growing up in Texas, I, I love it. I love, you know, Christmases that are like 75, 80 degrees, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> You know, I'm saying I'm 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 good with uh with with not really having to deal with a lot of the like the ice, you know, shoveling your snow off your driveway. All of that is is cool. So yeah, but it's it's all of it. So I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that I I'm the best I guess representative to answer, but I would say I'm biased just because I love you know I love warm weather and I love you know yeah. and like <laughs> not having to deal with you know sitting and warming your car for an hour before you know what I'm saying you you you, get, you leave for work. Yeah. Exactly. Over in, uh, here in Georgia, man, we we definitely have a, a prolonged 
warm season, but then it, it, when it gets cold, it gets cold. Yeah. So uh, I, go ahead. I know I was gonna say I think I think when we were uh, dealing with uh, some snow like unexpectedly, I think y'all got pretty much the worst of it too. I had people kind of out that way, and they were just like, "Y'all were shutting down everything." Like, uh, if we it was get, recent, uh huh. If go we get, if we get an inch, it's over with. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Whole city yeah. there. Is it's not really the snow as more as that freeze over. Mm. Because you know, for for whatever reason, I don't I've never been able to understand it that it it's not like it's unexpected at this point, I would think. We don't get a lot of snow, but it is common knowledge that it snows here. Right. So I don't I don't get it why they're never prepared for the snow when it comes. <laughs> The worst, the worst. Yeah, man. It's 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 one of those things where it's like uh, they I mean, especially if you work in early because, you know, you you have some people who kind of work overnight. Yeah. And sometimes they'll put the, the like the salt trucks will be out like so late. Like, you know, you putting the people that that are on that early, early shift in danger because the roads are still icy. And it's like the, the you know, the I think the meteorologists and the traffic people need to kind of come together and be like, hey. By the way, we probably need to get ahead of this before it gets too bad. But yeah. So, being from Texas, I know football's a big deal out there. Did you play any ball in Texas? Oh yeah, man. I well, let me not. I, I played. Um, I always talk about my glory years was kind of like 12, 12 years old, like in and under. Mm-hmm. That's when I I pretty much actually was was able to play. Um, but uh, but yeah, man, I absolutely love uh, the Dallas Cowboys, man. I am one of those uh, lifers for my Cowboys. Um, I, I I will say, you know, there there is two two different types of fans. You know, I'm probably probably more more the the rose colored glasses fan, right? I I see more the positive side of things, um, but I'm also a realist too. You know what I mean? But um, absolutely love football, man. I, I think anyone. If you live in Texas for long enough, I mean, you got to be a part of the uh, uh, part of the the culture here. But uh, I played um, I played IBFA, so uh, Irving, Texas. We used to stay in Irving, which is also like a small uh, part of uh, the Metroplex, kind of outside of Dallas as well. Um, and my first year playing, um, and I, again, I was probably about twelve, thirteen. I was uh, first time playing football in general, and it was a uh, it was the Irving Jets, and we were like, it would be basically the equivalent of a, an expansion team because we we basically didn't have like a a period where we were able to kind of use the name. Um, and if if for those that are are unfamiliar, it, it pretty much is your Pop Warner League where you got your kids playing like the the football Pop Warner League. Yeah. Um, and so in in our league, we were you know it was our first year being uh, in the particular um, conference. And man, first first year for me playing football, first uh, time for the team, and man, we went all the way to the to the uh, championship. Uh, it was it was probably the, and I write about it in the book. It's probably one of the first times I was able to see how, you know, hard work and discipline can kind of transition into success. You know, mm-hmm. in a way that was um, kind of team oriented, where you, you understand working with with others. You understand, you know, teamwork, just all the cliche concepts that you that you get with sports. Uh, but for me, it was it was one of the first times kind of being outside of uh, my family where I was able to work with others. Um, you know, having to, you got the blood, sweat, the tears. You, you got a, you know, you got a couple of, I would say, grown up moments. You know, it was, mm-hmm. it was the first time I would I would 
and I, you know, I, at some point I'm going to write about it, but that's, you know, the first time in, in my life I was actually called the N word by someone who wasn't black, you know, who was trying to motivate me, you know, or, or yes. you know, and, and just, just a lot of growing up in, in, in just the transition of that. And then also to see success in the point of making it to the end and just understanding the ups and downs of, of what that journey looks like was, I think was really valuable to me, but yeah, after, after middle school, it was a, it was a wrap. I was not not necessarily because I wasn't an athlete or, or couldn't do it anymore. But um, you know, as as you learn about me, my parents are, are immigrants. They're um, from Nigeria, so I'm yeah. a Nigerian American. And most Nigerians will tell you, like, it. I mean, yeah, depending on your on your parents, but mine, I would say ninety five percent of Nigerian parents really want you to be in the field of medical mm-hmm. um, uh, something in, in the educational field that they will like help to guarantee you're not going to risk your your dreams on something that could you know not work and so as soon as I got into high school or, you know as soon as I got to high school uh, it was it was a rap or I said middle school as soon as I got to middle school it was a rap for any sports it was just like books 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 no girls no nothing like get your education and you know, don't talk to me unless it's about education at this point. So yeah, wow, that, that's that's definitely a big uh, cultural difference, I would say. For sure, <laughs> because you know, uh, as a Black American, a lot of times we do we do get overemphasized on the whole the athletics, the sports, you know, because mm, sure. it's pushed as you know, um, especially in a lot of lower income families, it's pushed as your way to go to school. You know, if you want to go to school, you better get some kind of scholarship because I can't pay for it. That's, I, right. remember, I remember being told that, um, told that growing up. And um, actually, my, like, I had a nephew who played ball, and he ended up going, well, he didn't, he ended up going to University of Las Vegas, but his, the schools that were trying to assign uh, him was like Columbia and, and, and Harvard schools that had football teams. So I believe more based in yeah they're based in the academics because he, his parents always emphasize the academics but play a sport to kind of give you an extra edge to try to you know get into yeah. school. So um, what uh, your fitness your fitness guy? What point <laughs> at what point or what led you into uh being uh, uh uh into fitness that way like you know to want to develop enough knowledge to be able to coach and train others in fitness. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a that's a very deep question in that it, it just has so many branches. Um, so it, it's a uh, it's kind of part of what we were, we were talking about just now. I mean, I think I think a big part of my <clears throat> the process of my journey was that I had to kind of realize that you know, although I wasn't playing sports, like I really enjoyed that part of pushing my, myself. I really enjoyed mm-hmm. the discipline of like getting getting results you know from things that only you can kind of give yourself i always tell people like um and it, it may have been like a quote from ll cool j from back in the day but he's he's just like you know you know a great body or great physique is the is the is the only gift you can give yourself that no one can really take away from you pretty much you know what i'm saying outside yeah. of just like you know life or a crazy accident or something but it's one of those things where you you represent that work that you put in is is kind of one of the few things that you can actually see you know, you can't always see somebody's gifts and talents, but you can definitely see when someone physically, you know, looks uh, like they've been, you know, working out or, 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 yeah. or at least living, you know, living a healthy lifestyle. 
And so for me, it was just kind of transitioning, you know, as a, as a youngin, just understanding like, okay, so I can't do sports, but I love the, I love the way that my body feels uh, when I'm pushing it this way. I love how it looks, you know, and at that age, you know, I, I also love the attention, you know, from, from girls, you know, in, in, in like, Oh, lift your shirt up, you know, that whole thing, you know, when you, when you, you know, at that age where it's just like about abs and stuff. And it, it was, yes. it was, <laughs> it was enlightening for me, but also a good confidence in that I was able to actually have people um, kind of go to me for information, you know, early on, like, Hey, you know, what, what do you do for this? What do you do for that? And I think, you know, for some people, they shot away from that or, or they kind of feel like there's not a, there's not a step-by-step tool, but I think I was so excited in the, um, in the idea of helping someone, helping others, that it was, it was almost like a natural, um, a natural part of my my character to, to be able to say, okay, well, well, you know, this is what I do, and this is this is something that could you know help you, or come with me, and you know, I'll show you what I do. We can do it together, or we can yeah. you know, we can work at it, or you know, say. And so it was it was one of those things where it was just kind of naturally gravitating to to something that I felt like was unique in how it was shaping my physical body and then also unique in how it was connecting to others and so yeah and i feel like that once you develop that discipline to to be able to like you said push yourself and because it's a big task to get up into the gym you know four day four more days a week and put in that whole hour and a half or hour instead of getting in and cutting it short and cutting corners and I feel like that it, it transfers over into your personal life once you develop that uh, that type of discipline. Do you uh, agree with that? One thousand percent. It's it's funny because I'm smiling over here because I actually read something, um, and it was just basically talking about sadly how um, even in interviews, you know, like people that are looking to hire, they they identify work ethic and you know certain levels of discipline and certain levels of like punctual, uh, you know, a punctuality to how a person looks physically. I mean, mm-hmm. sometimes you can almost kind of write yourself out of uh, a, a position, you know, if you're fighting for the same position as someone maybe who's in a better better shape than you. And it, it's it's unfortunate, you know, that, that you know, we kind of live in that type of world, but it also is one of those things where it can also be kind of a secret advantage. So, I mean, to answer your question, I think I absolutely feel like, Sadly, it's it's one of those things where it's like, okay, if I'm if I've been doing a deal, or you know making, you know making like business networking connections, you know it, it's one of those things that I do I do look at, you know, unfortunately, and, and say, okay, well, you know, if if they're if they if they're you know, kind of uh, out of shape, if they look like they're even even just even how you're presented, because I'm not going to say that everyone who's fit is necessarily the most uh, disciplined, but. Mm-hmm just kind of how you present yourself. Sometimes you have people who, who are not fit and then also have like a lifestyle that's, you know, uh, you know, the, the dress shirt is untucked and, you know, shoes are untied. And it's just kind of like, you kind of feel like that energy anyway. But I think definitely, you know, being in, in, in a, in a fit or, or healthy state, I think it definitely uh, kind of helps me to, to look at people, you know, a, a little bit more like they, they probably are going to be more on their game than, than maybe others. Okay. So let's get in. Let's get into this book. Okay, let's do it. Book. Bless. <laughs> the title. The title alone caught my attention. But naked and blessed. So, 
Get, explain to, to to the people what <laughs> what naked and blessed is all about. Let's let's talk about it, man. So um so the the, the it's the first book of my book series, <clears throat> Buck Naked and Blessed, and uh, the subtitle is Instructional Coaching on How to Work Out While Working In, and and so yeah. So first and foremost, uh, Davila, as you kind of pointed out, man, you I definitely wanted to um provide a book title that's gonna gonna give give myself some kind of five second advantage for someone to just get yeah. a little bit longer at the title um so much so that i, I trademarked it because i'm like i'm gonna i'm i'm owning this because so there was, there's a couple of things like the first thing was so you know especially especially in in black culture like we love to to be everything and blessed right like i'm Mm-hmm. I'm black and blessed. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm blessed, highly blessed, blessed and highly favored. Yeah, we we're always blessed. And, and listen, I love it. And you know, since as a Christian, I, I felt like I definitely wanted to have that in a title as well. Yeah. Um, but like, it also, it also, it sadly in a, in a social media like the social media environment that we're in, it's like we can be blessed, but we can't always be ourselves and be blessed. You know what I'm saying? We can't. We can. We can kind of be like what we we want you to think we are maybe a part of what we show ourselves on instagram is ourselves but we, we're never like transparent yeah and so you know like uh webster's uh webster's definition of, of butt buck naked is completely naked and by the way <laughs> i i i want to i want to just kind of preface for the people it's b-u-c-k buck and not butt because i was gonna use butt b-u-t-t naked right because that's what i grew up saying butt naked but you can't google that at your job at all (laughs) those images will get you fired so i definitely have to make a a corporate decision and put buck naked um thank you keeping us out of the hr department (laughs) exactly Exactly. y'all trying to y'all trying to order a book and y'all just like yo hey i'm gonna as soon as you finish this log out let me let me talk to you real quickly so so no but uh so 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 webster webster defines buck naked as completely naked Mm -hmm. um and and so that's what i love because i feel like you know like i said you know in in the instagram age and the environment like we just love to kind of uh, portray something that's not always ourselves Put up that highlight reel. Always, man. Just like, hey, forty buckets, man. I ain't gonna tell you I fouled out. You know what I'm saying? In, in yeah. The early part of stage, but you know. Um, and then you know, bless. Uh, you know, of course, we we know bless, but like Webster defines blessed as, uh, as divine protection or aid. So, so the concept was kind of like a like a play a play on words. Um, because you have buck naked kind of representing the physical side, um, which is you know part of the book, and then the blessed side. Uh, representing the spiritual side where i talk about mental health and um you know faith-based uh concepts as well as like things that i've, I've gone through but in 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 the uh in the overall like we're, we're also looking at okay what does it look like to be totally transparent totally like yourself you know outside of what people would would say if they knew who the real you is and then also understanding that you're divinely protected which means whatever you do nothing can harm you you know what i'm saying and i just mm-hmm. i think there's freedom in that and i wanted to give people freedom in 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 both ways you know freedom in knowing that you know you could be physically fit healthy you know uh you know keep you know keep a long life but then you can also be connected to again you know being a christian uh, just kind of connected to something higher than yourself bigger than yourself in in in, in having a faith that's uh, overpowering to whatever the world can kind of throw at you 
And so, you know, that's kind of like the gist of, of what, you know, the, the title itself is talking about. And I think that was what I wanted to go in was just to give people freedom to say, listen, I don't care what you think you, you should be at this age, especially, you know, our younger, you know, youth, because uh, I started off kind of really talking about my own journey, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Going through life and sadly, you know, being, you know, being, being in a household with Nigerian parents, for those that are familiar, it is, I mean, it's very militant. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't, I don't ever remember, remember getting a hug from my father. I don't remember getting, I love you unless it's, I love you. And I'm about to tell you like something bad happened. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? It was one of those transitions to something like bad, you know, like, Hey, I love you, but we, we got to move. You know what I'm saying? You got to, you're going to leave your friends or, you know what I'm saying? Something like yeah. that. It wasn't just out of like what, what most people would deem like you're just a natural, you know, like relationship. And, um, and I mean, that affects you as a kid. You don't think it, you know, at the time. And so I kind of speak to, to kind of that, that journey of growing up and just understanding what, um, what my own personal battles look like without kind of having a protection of your parents per se, to be a go-to person to say, Hey, you know, this is happening in school. You know what I'm saying? Cause I dealt with like bullying. I dealt with like <clears throat> thoughts of just, you know, hurting people, you know what I'm saying? G- you know, getting put away for a long time because mm-hmm. it was a lot, you know what I'm saying? At that age I was dealing with and, and then also how I was able to overcome it, you know what I'm saying, through faith and through, you know, um, like we just talked about, th- through physical training, you know, kind of in my mind, putting putting an armor on myself, you know, so that when people look at me, they're like, they're less apt to do things, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. so, so, yeah, man, it's, it's, it was just, uh, it was, it was one of those things where I wanted to, to give people a good dynamic of fitness, um, which again, it's valuable because they, I also include like video links for every one of the exercises. So half the book, the buck naked part, um, is all exercise based, um, workouts. There's five. I include the, um, I include uh, all the, like your, depending on your fitness level from beginning, uh, from beginner to intermediate to experts, like you have a little chart and for those, I do want people to know to be like, this book is a workbook. Mm-hmm. I didn't want people to go in <clears throat> thinking like they were going to just get like one of these, you know, salacious romantic books or, you know, one of these like books where it's just like trying to motivate. It's, it's a self-help book for sure. Mm-hmm. But when people get this, they need to get this with the understanding, like you're going to get my story. You're going to get um, uh, workouts. You're going to get uh, the ideas around mental health, bullying, faith. Uh, and, 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 you know, my, my, my take on how it, it helped me through my, my vision meditation is, is included. Um, but you're also going to have to go back and answer the Q and a, because I, after each section, I have question and answers. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to have to go back. And I want, and I, what I wanted people to do is really take a look at themselves throughout every part of the book to identify, okay, yeah, this is great. You hear my story. Let's, let's look in the mirror now. Let's look and see, okay, what, what are you, are you connected to toxic people? How can you tell? You know what I'm saying? What 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 are the things that you're doing now to challenge yourself? You know what I'm saying? Like you, I think like you were talking about earlier, I think um where we sometimes fail is it, you know, the sometimes discipline it kind of comes in ebbs and flows. And mm-hmm. I don't sometimes when people aren't honest, a lot matter of fact, I was listening to a, a podcast the other day and the guy was just kind of talking about personality traits and his particular personality trait was is a is a gorilla right and so mm-hmm. 
most people can kind of understand what that would would, would kind of look like uh, character wise. But he was basically talking about how, you know, he he remembers going in or, or kind of I guess he's in a work office space and, you know, the numbers, the metrics aren't looking good. And he, he's going in on his people like, hey, you know, getting loud on them and just like, hey, hey, we, you know, the X, Y, Z. And he said for two weeks. The, I mean, they killing it. You know, said everything is tip top. Like they, they're pushing it. And he said, right around that 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 three week mark starting, it kind of drops off again. He's like, when I get in there, get loud again. So, what he was kind of trying to, I guess, portray the the idea of is sometimes, man, we just need somebody to kind of scream on us a little bit mm-hmm. uh, every, every now and then, just to kind of keep us motivated. So, yeah, that, that's that's um, when I first started my show, I used to call it morning motivation. Is now I call it morning discipline, mm, yeah. and I made that trans that that transition because I came through the realization just from doing it myself, trying to the, to maintain this a, a, a daily podcast that motivation it kind of it, it it will waver, and like yeah. you just said, the guy he had he come in and he scream on his people and that'll get him motivated, that get him moving. But then after a while, it comes back down. Yeah. And that was why I, I, I made that transition over to morning discipline, because the I feel like the discipline part is what helps you, is going to secure things for it. It's going to make you maintain what you're doing. It's easy to get motivated. I can go watch a Disney movie and get <laughs> motivated. But how long am I going to be motivated? You know what I mean? Right. Once, once that motivation dies, the discipline is what, uh, makes you follow through 1000 you know I mean? yeah yeah and 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 with the book it was important too for people to be able to write in the book physically too because um the, like they'll get they'll be able to get the the um the q a's and the information i don't care if it's a workout whatever notes they want to take they could take it right in the book and be able to kind of see their own thoughts and ideas and i mean listen we're we're in an a age where there's a lot of changes. I mean, I'm 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 you know a little little over thirty, mid mid to late thirties. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, watching the world change in in the way that it, it has. You know, there's definitely some pros and definitely some cons. Uh, I think one of the pros would be that man, I love that we're getting more. I mean, as as black men, I love that we're getting more connected to kind of you know, I don't want to say a softer side of ourselves, but kind of the less toxic masculinity side. You know what I mean? Where yeah, it's, it is. I I would I would go ahead and say it's a softer side of us. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because we've we've been taught to be be hard, what? you know, to not to not be soft, but you got to embrace that your the emotions. What I wouldn't call it is, uh, the your, you know, people be like, I'm in touch with my feminine side. I don't like <laughs> I don't like that that way. But definitely the softer side because you you're not gonna be, uh, uh like even the most gangster guy. <laughs> when a four year old walks up to him and hands him a phone, they they answer that phone. You know what I mean? One thing, yeah. What that? Yeah. And and yeah. And I will say, I think that yeah. Thank you. So soft this. I even and that's an example in itself, right? It's like, can I be? I, will I lose my man card if I say soft? Or why? Or can I? I can I gotta yeah. be stronger. Yeah. So, um. So yeah. So even having a softer side, I think is is valuable right now. And I think we're where where it's important for us to to kind of connect i think as black as black men is i think there's a there's a there's a point in our our life right now where we can actually look at helping helping each other heal through 
stories that maybe we wouldn't have communicated, you know, previous, you know, in previous times yeah. because it was about, you know, the at least in my in my you know era, it was about like you know the five X you know tall T's and, and yeah, it, it sitting around the table talking about anything except for like you know music, girls, drugs, you know, so it wouldn't even be a conversation, you know, like what are you talking about? So, so yeah, it was it's it's been uh it's been a, it's been a good value i think now to, to put the book out when it is now because i think the climate is is so ready for something that's gonna be you know valuable to us um and just really to everybody because this book is for men and women um, which is why <clears throat> when people see the book uh the there's a lot of symbolism you know what i'm saying i was uh shout out to my cancers you mean because i feel like uh when's your birthday Deville? are you are you a i'm a scorpio scorpio okay I, I don't really know about the horoscopes or anything, but I know a couple, so <laughs> you don't know. Uh, but, but so the cancer, from what I know about the, and I'm not into the whole horoscope horoscope thing, um, by the way, but uh, one thing I do know that comes up, at least came up in relationship after relationship is, oh, cancers are sensitive. Y'all sensitive. Okay, we get that. Okay, we could be sensitive. But I think what we also is prevalent with cancers, at least socially is we're creative and i think um a lot of cancers that i know are deep thinkers and so with the with the book itself man i did a lot of play on symbolism uh the first thing they'll see is um is is what i would deem uh people of color you know a black a, a woman and a man and the woman of all hairstyles i chose uh, she had a she has an afro you know what i'm saying and and the, the, they both basically are looking like surprised. If anyone's see the cover, they're, they're looking surprised. I wanted to do people of color, and I definitely wanted to make sure that the African-American woman, um, her style was as Afrocentric and as core to, you know, the motherland as possible. Because mm -hmm. I definitely want people that are younger to see this and know that this is for them. That was very important to me. You know what I'm saying? I want people to go ahead. Representation really matters a lot, and I'm glad that you that you recognize that in your brain. One thousand percent, and and you know, sadly, that has never always been a thing. And I just remember not knowing how really the best way to navigate in this world without as much symbolism as I think I needed at that point. And so I knew that for the same amount of people that may not pick up the book because they're like, okay, I don't think this is for 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 me. Which, by the way, is for everyone. <laughs> I just want to make that clear, but it, it definitely, I definitely wanted to make sure that a particular community was able to, to look at themselves and say, Hey, I can relate. I can connect to this particular book. I don't know what it's about, but I see people that look like me. Um, and so that was important to me. And then kind of playing on the gender thing. Uh, so the buck naked, uh, the word uh, buck naked is separated and the color scheme I use blue and pink because I definitely wanted women and men to understand like this, this is, this is, I want to encompass everyone because again, buck naked and blessed, the overall umbrella of buck naked and blessed in my mind is freedom. It's saying it's about what I feel like I'm the gift that, that you know what I'm saying that God's given me, I know is unique uh, to me and my story and regardless of whatever is happening right now, I, I'm valuable just being me. I'm valuable without um, any follower. What did Drake say? No no followers, no mentions. You know what I'm saying? I'm, yeah. I'm, valuable. <laughs> I'm valuable regardless. And and I, I can walk in my truth and be and be honest with that. And I think that that's uh, that's kind of where the, the play on the, the color scheme, like, hey, male, female, 
you know, if you're, you know, if, if, you know, if you're not, if you don't feel like you see enough elite people of color in your, um, in your, you know, wherever you, you stay, wherever you live, like you can pick this book up and see and understand the story. Although it is unique because I have, I think I have my own unique story just being the, um, you know, the son of, of immigrant parents. I also am, am a black man at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. If I get pulled over, I, you know, it's not going to matter at the end of the day. So I feel like every all the struggles that I talk about are in relation to, to, to the, the perspective of being a black man in America or at that point in time. Well, you know, I kind of play on the dynamics of growing up. So being a young black boy up to adulthood um, in this uh, in this book is, is, is important to the people who can kind of relate and understand they're not a, alone in the journey that they're going through. Yeah. Um. I got a couple questions. I want to double back a little bit. Okay. To, I, I remember you speaking a little on mental health. Yes. How would you say um, fitness helps you in in, in like mental in your men, in, with mental health, or do you think it does? So, I I definitely think that's a that's a good question because i I, so i was gonna say that i I definitely feel like mental health you know out the ballpark i think it definitely with fitness and mental health i think it goes hand in hand with helping people uh find a way to kind of release stress tension and things of that nature but then i also just thought about it just kind of being really open-minded about it i don't always think that that will always be Mm -hmm. the, the end all so i would say that it would be just like I would talk to a client, you know, when I tell a client, like, get you some protein powder, I definitely want them to get protein powder. I definitely want them to drink that protein powder daily. But I always remind them that's a supplement. You know, what yeah. I mean? that that is that's that your body's properties are not going to recognize that in the same way it's going to recognize raw food. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think I think in this particular example, like raw food would still be like, you know, a, a therapist, a professional, someone who's who's actually, you know, been to school and licensed to, to talk to you and help you kind of unpack those things that you might be going through. Um, and I think that a supplement to that would be fitness. A supplement to the to the mental work that a professional is helping you with yeah. uh, would be going to the gym and sweating it out and getting like little temporary stresses, you know, here and there. You know, you, you, you come home, you feel like you, you, you've had a long day and listen, your, your girl is she she just she doesn't she doesn't feel like you've done enough around the house you know sometimes you might need to you know respect her and get your stuff done you might need to head to the gym just kind of burn off some steam yeah. and and i think that 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 for me even though it's a lifestyle i feel like it's still one of those things where like depending on the severity of the level that you might be going through in terms of trauma um because i i, I talk about trauma that uh there was a point in the book where I talk about like um, getting to the the level where I was, I was just kind of was going to black out and bring something to school, you know, and this is back when Columbine was, was not even a thing yet. You know what I'm saying? And I was just going to bring something to school because I just felt like, you know, even though I was Christian and, and I was, I had all these good core anchored like beliefs. I also knew like I was no punk at the end of the day. And what you're not going to do <laughs> Is you not gonna make me look like I'm crazy out here so that yeah. other people will you know what I'm saying? It was kind of the jail mentality. It's like when you get when you get, you know, punked or you get, you know, bullied in a way that's in a in an uh, a group or a crowd, 
you feel like you got to come back. Not even that. Like the smallest, wackest kid is coming to you trying to. <laughs> like my brother, look, listen. He he's he's six one. You five one. Okay, you like five two. You you might get your. I might risk it on you because you it's you easy. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah. I might it might be challenging. So it's one of those things where it's like I think it's important for us to to just kind of. uh to identify that, yeah, man, it could get so bad that you, you'll start making really rash decisions without the right uh, support and help. Uh, so, yes, man, to answer your question, I think both are important, but I will probably lean on saying that as as well-rooted as I am in the fitness space, I would definitely say, like, seeking a professional. <clears throat> and in the book, I give uh, a lot of, uh, a couple of examples of, 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 of some free apps that they have now. Like I said, none of this was... <laughs> available when i was when i was young but um they got apps and things now where, where you can kind of uh get like therapists and people that that'll text you and you don't even got to be in the same state and so there's a lot of outlets um that, that that kids and really adults as well have um to help them and i would just say that um fitness in addition to that it will be like just a, a safety net on top of the <clears throat> safety net you know what i'm saying to to cover you okay <clears throat> and the next question is just out of curiosity have you uh, had opportunity to travel to Nigeria? Have not had the opportunity to travel. Funny story, though, right? Um, so when I was like, I said maybe ten years ago or so, I had this idea in my mind that I was, I was, <clears throat> I was going to make it a goal to go, which I think mm-hmm. everyone should. And by the way, any Nigerians that are listening are probably disgusted right now because they're probably like, "Oh, you, you rep in Nigeria, but you've never been. Like that's crazy." Um, so I'll take that. I'll take that shame. I'll, take, I'll be transparent in that. But now I've never been. Um, of course, you know, I've got family. I've, I've seen pictures and things like that. But um, I, about 10 years ago, I told myself I was going to go. And it was a goal for me to go. Because if anyone knows, like a Nigerian ticket for most case, I mean, it's, you, you, you're spending at least 2100 uh, you know, on a ticket. And I don't even know if that's there and back. And that, that, that was when I Googled it a while back. It could have changed. It might be more. Hope Maybe it's less. Um, but I've always wanted to make it a goal to to say when I go, Deville, I was going to go and give back. I wasn't going to go with like that with a camera around my neck trying to be, you know, a tourist. Like I was going to go and give yeah. back to my people. Um, and then as good as as an idea as that is, Deville, I think a part of that was an excuse too, right? Because it, it also was saying, OK, unless you're at this level, you ain't really got to try to push yourself to get there. You say, yeah. hey. I got a million, but maybe I need two million. Okay, okay I got it. You know what I'm saying? So, like a kind self, of like a self sabotage, self sabotage, one thousand. And and again, it didn't. It didn't. It actually started from a good place, but I think it ended up doing that because you go through life and then you're just like, oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. But you know, I, I'm doing better than I was ten years ago. But am I doing well enough to kind of give back? Nah, nah. I gotta, you know, what I'm saying do more. And so, uh, it 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 has always been a goal of mine, but. Uh, recently I had um, unintentionally connected with while I was writing the book connected with someone in Nigeria who was um, uh, he was like a professor and he was actually reading going to kind of edit it or kind of read through it and and kind of of course get everything um, you know checked out and so as we're you know communicating we're networking and he's telling me like yo yeah I'm I'm in Nigeria uh, now and (laughs) first thing through my mind if I'm honest, was like, yo, I didn't got my man. He could be a scammer. You feel me? I love yeah. my, I love my people, 
but you know, if he actually in Nigeria, you just you never know. You never know if he's trying to pull a lick. But like he ended up being a real, real good, good dude. But he literally was just like, "Hey, I'll be honest. Like now's a terrible time to come because the government is really, uh, you know, doing a lot of crazy, you know, a lot of you know, crazy things are going on right now." He's like, "I'm, I'm ready to leave now or, or get out uh, if I could right now." And so, you know, just imagine that. Imagine like, okay, and again. The part that he was in, maybe wasn't the part that you that I was I would have traveled to whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. But it was just one of those reminders that, listen, everything is is not always as you kind of keep it in your mind. But I will say that at some point I definitely need to go and I definitely need to make it a like an actual, um, like set goal to to be there, whether you know for forever how long, because I think I think I really can't talk about transparency and really connecting. Uh, to people and being blessed and not really be back to my homeland, especially with Lion King out, right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the, the, the best time for people to really connect to the motherland with Black Panther and, you know, the Lion King, everybody's connected to the motherland. You from the motherland, you ain't doing so. I gotta, yeah. I gotta do that. So, I know you're busy, man, so I ain't gonna hold you all day. Uh, tell people where they can find your book. Yeah, man. Well, first and foremost, let me thank you again, Deville, for the opportunity, man, to just uh, to, to use your platform and, and just speak and uh, to talk about this book. Um, for anyone who wants to follow me, um, Instagram is probably the best place to reach me at. It's at Coach E Kong. That's uh, Coach and E K O N G Kong, like you know King Kong with the E in front of it. And then, of course, uh, once you get the book, uh, again, it's Buck Naked and Blessed instructional coaching on how to work out while working in if once you get the book i do have a little community in there as well that uh if you are able to purchase it you can you can connect with me on other platforms that are not you know currently public so you can kind of have your little small cult with me but yeah uh they can catch me on uh on facebook or um facebook is uh, life change inc that's l-i-f-e-c-h-a-n-g-i-n-c um or pretty much coach econ on, on every other platform but if you can visit me on my website please do you can get my workout dvd uh, for all in-home workouts as well as you can um purchase the book there as well if you don't want to go on amazon um and that is lifechangeinc.com again l-i-f-e-c-h-a-n-g-i-n-c and then last thing uh deville i just want to let people know if they buy the paperback, um, because the paperback is six ninety nine, um, I made it affordable. Hopefully, a lot of people will be able to to to, to you know purchase it. Uh, the ebook is two ninety nine, and so uh, what I did for people um, just so it's just that much more because I, I feel like it's extremely valuable and it's going to help a lot of people. If they get the paperback through Amazon, the ebook is absolutely free. So they'll get the ebook with all the video, all the links. I got a testimonial. Uh, speaking about that time where I almost went to jail, uh, it's a video link of that, and they get all all that stuff on the ebook, which is absolutely free through Amazon if they get the paperback. So yeah, okay, man, I really appreciate you coming through. Uh, enjoyed talking to you. You definitely welcome on Thoughts by the VLDI anytime you want to come back. You know, no doubt, no doubt. I appreciate it, Deville. And again, uh, everyone who who doesn't know about Deville, yo, y'all, please. Go uh, check out this man's uh, IG page. Listen to all his his uh, sample links of all his all his pocket. How how many are you up to? Like forty? And I, I think something was up to forty forty two uh, podcasts so far. Man, I, I, I it's way more than that. It's it's, wait, wait, to, wait. it's to the point where they're not even 
like listen. I think it was, it's probably around probably about four hundred something. Jeez, okay, okay. I do it daily. You know, uh, I try to keep around twenty minutes on the daily podcast, just so it's something you can get on that on that commute to work. You can get the whole thing in. You know what I mean? No doubt. Yeah, that's that's brilliant, brilliant business mind. So to the listeners, thank y'all for tuning in. I love and appreciate each and every last one of y'all. Remember to be the reason somebody's motivated or masturbated, because either way, you made a difference. And come back tomorrow. Like, listen to Econ. You heard what he said. Come back tomorrow. Check it out again. We out of here, man. Peace.